Welcome to the International Brotherhood of Freemasons podcast, a Masonic podcast that brings you education pieces from a wide array of authors throughout the English, Spanish, and French-speaking regions of the world. International Brotherhood of Freemasons in no way reflects the views of any Masonic lodge or Grand Lodge and is the sole opinion of the person expressing it. And now, your host, Brother Paul Haynes. Brotherhood of Freemasons podcast. This is our second season. Last season, I learned a lot. I hope you learned a lot. We learned about uh, Freemasonry and how it was founded in China. We've learned about Freemasonry in New Zealand, in uh, Argentina. We learned about Freemasonry under Nazism. We learned about the challenges of racism uh, in respect to Freemasonry. And we have been listened to and downloaded by more than 1,400 people all across the world. I'm looking at the list now, and most of the downloads come from the United States. But we have downloads from Australia, the UK, Ireland, Ghana, Mexico, uh, Nigeria, Russia, Turkey, Uzbekistan, Guatemala, Thailand, Syria, all over the world. And I've even gotten some uh, viewer comments from our YouTube channel and added some information about an episode that we had last year about uh, Abdul Qadir, who was a famous Islamic figure from North Africa. And his descendants are living in uh, the United States and they were asking for more information. So that was very interesting. Uh, so this season, we have eight more episodes lined up to be released one each day. And our first episode for season two is the allegories and symbolism of the Masonic Lodge. It was originally titled La Educación Masonica. Los emblemas, las alegorías, los símbolos y su interpretación. And this source is uh, from the uh, respectable Symbolic Lodge Centauro number 9-96. Or uh, originally the name is uh, Respectable Logia Simbólica Centauro número 996. Freemasons have a duty and rights to claim, and it is precisely that one of those sacred attributes of a Freemason consists in the insistence that we be taught the teachings that correspond to the degree or degrees that we hold, even though it is also our obligation to investigate and learn so that later we can propagate the knowledge acquired among our brothers and even to the profane, which indicates that practicing masonry is a duty imposed on us in order to address the problems that by themselves represent an extensive field of social action of transcendental importance because that task corresponds to the development of our order. 
in an effective and definitive way among all men of good will. We will see then what is the origin, the etymology, and the true interpretation of symbolic and philosophical that Masonic education can provide us. Consequently, we will begin by finding out what it is. The word education we know comes from the Latin educatio onum, a word that refers to the act of educating or parenting, the propagation of all kinds of teachings, the exposition of doctrines to the act of imparting physical and moral education, and also refers to the phrases that indicate etiquette, courtesy, good behavior, excellent customs, and also indicates the practice of certain customs. But education has been occasionally confused with instruction, and even when they are synonymous words, it is easy to demonstrate that the last word refers only to the recollection of information, or to the practice of what has been learned theoretically. However, the whole theory about the educational system rests on conviction, experience, and on expertise that are acquired through the practical study of acquired knowledge. And in that way, understanding, comprehension, and the intelligence of man, they assimilate all those teachings which tend to mold the spirit, the character, and the customs of a people, since they are exactly the reflection of the wisdom of the leaders who lead and govern them. Indeed, for those cases, there exists no limit. That represents a serious problem to impart Masonic education within none of the social spheres since it makes use of all the means and systems established by the philosophical, symbolic, ritualistic, and dogmatic precepts that in reality represent a firm footing from which to be able to discover its secrets and mysteries, which we finally consider of such magnitude that sometimes we seem sure to get confused, losing ourselves in the labyrinth of uncertainty or despair if it were not for our intelligence and our goodwill. Those fields of science and virtue, which are infinitely comprehensible and eminently educational, ultimately clear everything up for us. However, that is why we have surprisingly seen that some of our brothers consider themselves sufficiently prepared and educated with the mere fact that they come to understand the words grip, the symbolic lectures, and the ritualistic ceremonies required to obtain the degrees, or as soon as they manage to interpret the emblems, the allegories, symbols, and signs related to the body or bodies in which they work, and have even come to flaunt with much satisfaction their pins, awards, and insignias like a bell of honor and of pride that distinguishes him and elevates him above his other brothers who have lower degrees, but without taking into consideration that the only one that is the true Masonic education consists in knowing how to understand, interpret, propagate, 
its dogmatic principles within the philosophical moral, which leads us to the knowledge of the Masonic Orthodox. However, the true Mason, the brother who has received in all its fullness the light of scientific and philosophical education within our temples, there is no doubt that his studies, his research, and his discoveries come to crown his efforts for his own benefit and that of those around him, since his knowledge directs him or leads him through the path of duty, of reason, of truth, and of justice, and whose purpose is and always will be to try to form better men, better homes, better societies, better communities, a better humanity. And so we see that very soon our self-denial and our sacrifices will obtain from our fellow man the desired fruit in order to achieve and at all times be useful to ourselves, our relatives, the society, government, and people of our homeland. Therefore, to us Masons, experienced in our teachings, however humble the degree we are, we are united by a sacred duty which forces us to fight and work vigorously to achieve a quick realization of our ideals, constantly applying the precepts and principles that our order imparts in order to be able to live until reaching the desired day in which honor, truth, reason, and equity must prevail as a rule of all our acts, be it within the intimate order, but also in the public as well as in the private. But we can never expect that the crystallization of all the ideals that insist upon our principles are considered as part of the human domain to preserve unbreakable the bonds of the universal brotherhood. If we do not demand that the sincerity, the support, and the decisive protection of all Masons that exist on the surface of our planet, in order that the whole world know how to place us on the place that we deserve, then only when that precise moment arrives, we may have the pride to know that we have already fulfilled the sublime duty that elevates us and dignifies us through physical, moral, and intellectual improvement, demonstrating that today, more than ever, humanity needs masonry in its wise teachings. Nor should we forget that profane eyes are always waiting or examining each of our actions especially those of our brothers who occupy positions of authority, and also about the entities that form the Masonic bodies, installed in all the Grand Lodges that are scattered throughout the continents. And still they will always be judging many of us who occupy the most humble posts within our Masonic activities, for which reason we should not overlook that it is preferable to walk the path of duty in a serene, dignified, and respectful way towards the heights to which we have been called in order to impart the education that impresses Masonic principles and maxims upon us, which do not consist only in wearing with ostentation or pride the emblem of our order, let alone boast that we know anything more from memory 
than the word, signs, and grips of the degree that we hold, similar to what happens with the Ten Commandments of the Christian faith. But we know that the conscious Mason understands that at the moment in which he is initiated into the mysteries of our institution, he should begin to grow in his social work until it is pure and without stain while imparting Masonic education. This is not only in regards to the members of the Lodge, but also within his family, friendships, and for people in general, for all humanity. And so the circumstances require it, and the current times demand it. It is precisely the opportunity that must be seized to show the whole world that the time spent within the precincts of our temples was not pitifully wasted on annoying discussions, systematic attacks on the opinions of our brothers, or only to dispatch correspondence. That is why we have the satisfaction of affirming that there are many Masons who constantly illustrate to us with their knowledge, through their research, and by their attendance, that they know how to teach, and that their inspiration is made more profound morally, spiritually, and intellectually. He is able to probe Masonic literature, with which he easily learns at death the secrets and the teachings which contain those sublime doctrines. So this piece challenges us to, to remember that in Masonry there are only actually three degrees. And if you have attained the status of Master Mason, then you are on the level with everyone around you, with all the other brothers around. And then as you attain more degrees, as you acquire more knowledge and understanding and insight into our craft, that is for self-edification first. It is not for self-promotion. It is not to lord over those around us, but it is uh, a challenge to us to use the tools we have learned to change ourselves. And once we change ourselves, then our example begins to influence those around us. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, and Podbean. You can also find International Brotherhood of Freemasons podcasts on YouTube, Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and at ibfpodcast.com where you can support the show by clicking on either the patron button or the donorbox.org button. Please send any questions or comments to podcastibf at gmail.com. Be sure to look for next month's episode wherever you heard today's episode. Until then, remember how good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. Thank you.